Yo, what's up, everybody? We uh, we recorded this episode uh, on video. If you'd like to watch it instead of listen to it, go to uh, the TPS Reports podcast channel on YouTube. There's a link in this audio episode. If you want to click that, go straight there and subscribe and watch it in full. We got a fun guest this week, and uh, we'll be putting out a little more video content publicly next year. Just took my dog for a walk. I'm a little out of breath. I'm not fat. Um, watch this episode, you guys. Uh, go to YouTube, TPS Sports Podcast YouTube page. All right, bye. What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? TPS Report! Yo, I can't fucking laugh. So you want to be a rap superstar and live large, big house, five cars, you're in charge, coming up in the world, don't trust nobody, gotta look over your shoulder constantly. (laughs) Wow. Nailed it. It's perfect. I've never heard the whole thing, but it's perfect. You're in charge. I thought he said, by the bar. I never heard constantly. I haven't heard that song in like 20 years. Can you cue it up? Coming up in the world, don't trust nobody. (laughs) Gotta look over your shoulder constantly. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. And we back, and we back. And we back. We're rap superstars. We're looking over our shoulders constantly. No, they don't. They don't see. see We can skip the intro. Well, as long as there's a long intro, we're here, ladies and gentlemen. With the one, the only, Toby Raps. What up? Long time pal, first time guest. You still got that fart in the chamber? <laughs> it's in there, but it's like it's probably like mid-stomach now. It's coming. Damn it. It'll be bad. I'm going to try to end on it. They always I'm going to try to end on the fart. Anyway. When I was in like eighth grade, maybe that song came out, and I was in uh, school, big, school, big news. school band my whole life, and like that, I had the Glockenspiel. I had to figure that out, sounded it out. I'm a musical. It's not a triangle. Yeah. I was like, dum, dum. well, a triangle has one note. Just the triangle. <laughs> Several <laughs> triangles. Just. Sir, that's a Glockenspiel. That's as good as a triangle. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was like my flex as an eighth grader. Was just like, check this out. Dum, dum, ding, dum, ding, dum. People would go nuts, dude. Probably got you. I was Mr. Pop. Probably got you yeah, wanked no, off. I, know that. I, get I don't even know if I'd kissed a girl at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made you so cool. I know, you know? Dude, exactly. Like, mm, his virgin skills. Yeah, they're all wondering, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be the one to take your virginness? I really did like that song. Was that Cypress Hill and somebody, or is it just them? I think it's just them. Just Cypress Hill song? You know what? There's a remix with Chino Moreno. You're goddamn right, Chino Moreno. And uh, th- it cuts off who the next person is. I don't know. That sucks. Go to, Ch- no go to Chino Moreno real oh, quick. I'm just curious. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we dude, opened for him go. once. Really? At Skank Fest. Wow. I can't say I stayed and saw him perform one song, but we did perform before he did it, his thing. I think Everlast was like the first. Everlast and like whoever does, is it Puddle of Mud or does Youth oh, dude, of the Nation? She fucking hates me. Who's the, no, 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 who does Youth of the Nation? That's not Puddle P-O-D. 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 That was the first rap song I ever heard. Like, I had the album. Wrong? I had the little Nicky soundtrack. What's that? We are, we are. <laughs> The youth of the nation. That was such a big song. Aren't they like Christian rock? I just asked that. Oh, my so. bad. I think I checked out. <laughs> I was big into like Christian thing. I went to Catholic school and I was like oh, very man. anti-rap for a while. Yeah. 
And we can relate on that. the anti-rap thing where, like, I was raised Catholic. I didn't go to Catholic school mm. like my mother did. Yeah, you guys are Catholic. I'm just metal. I'm from a <laughs> metal family that was like, get that shit out of here. I'm a metal Jew. Yeah, I'm a... Um, but also, I don't think it has to do with whatever, religious or anything like that. All of us probably, it sounds like, uh, weren't rap fans as kids, and that took like, I don't know, years was... of exposure and, and changing, challenging our I own I didn't beliefs. even know who that was. I did not know that. I w- I'm like, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but now that so we're talking about it, I didn't know. <laughs> That's what gets it away. So this guy so wants, to be, wants to be a rap superstar. He wants to be a rap superstar, and I've never even heard doesn't that. doesn't even know. I, yeah, I don't know anything by Cypress Hill, probably. I mean, I probably know maybe one, but it's I, from I wouldn't Bong? Even... I just see. I want to get high. It's pretty much all I in that want lane. To get yeah, high. <laughs> love the voice. So high. That's what gives it away is the guy. No one in rap sounds like that. So you wanna be a rap superstar? <laughs> Who Dude, else sounds like that? one of one? Yeah, OG. now I know. Now I know from future reference, I'll be able to say, you know, this is Cypress Hill. Do you know that guy's name? The front man of Cypress Hill. Cypress, That's where you get me, <laughs> Mr. Cypress, Mr. Cypress, Mr. Mr. Hill, uh, Lauren Hill's husband. I'm getting Terrence vibes. I feel like it's Terrence. Do you know? Do you uh, know? Yeah, of course. Is it Terrence? No, of he has a rap name. Says. Oh, oh, uh, oof. yeah. There's a hyphen. It's be real. Be that's it's be real. Be real. I don't he, think he's the one that sounds like that. Did I he think come that's him? Be real. No, I think that's him. He probably didn't come. Dude, that's the guy from Cypress Hill. That's Mr. Hill himself. You sure it's not Eric Bobo? That sounds like that. Tipping on Bobos. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like. If you were to ask, if you were to play that voice, and I, you know, don't know anything about Cypress Hill, and you gave me four names, (laughs) I would probably pick Terrence. (laughs) I would pick Bobo. I would pick someone. Just the fact that that high pitched voice, anything with Bobo in it, I would probably pick. That's right. Sounds like a Bobo. That's right. There would be some other. We have to do like a rap trivia, and then really. Nail that all down. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past a, a younger rap fella to not know B Real's the guy from Cypress Hill. Yeah, no, I'm no. an old head. I came I've in at great. I came in at Lil Wayne. That's where I come into the scene. Yeah, and I, I just a good don't. Entry point. Yeah, and I did. I came in at Carter Three, Lil Wayne, and I peak hip hop largely <laughs> didn't go backwards. I was just like, I'm gonna start here, and I didn't really go very much backwards. What did you listen to uh, when you were not listening to hip hop as a kid? Like, what was your POD? Uh, POD was like the you know into like something that sounded like rapping was like the entry point. But before that, it was like boys like girls. Uh, no, you're not familiar. With it's boys? like it's just pop punk, pop punk pop type punk. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, need I like some of that. Was actually that's like Christian. Man, Monday. I had one of those like uh, punk goes pop, pop goes punk, punk goes punk CDs. CDs. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I did. Those are awesome. Sad. <laughs> those are. Those I, I liked uh, to uh, believe that I was too like authentic to be into you pop never punk stuff. But um, I, I did not. have Enema of the State. I did love Enema of the State. We, I mean, no one could avoid for me. Got it. Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was small. big too. Yeah, of course. It was small town Catholic school and the uh, suburbia. You know, I, I was, I was not interesting as a human being, debatably till this day. But I was not <laughs> was. interesting as a person until the college, really. Do you know what age you were when you feel when you really felt like, uh, at least in retrospect, you you figured yourself out, like you knew who you were? Because for me, I don't think it was until I was at least like twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, I would say when honestly. I was, I wouldn't say I knew myself until I was. Uh, I moved to Los Angeles when I was twenty-seven, probably, and that's just like I think also just like when you move away from home and you have to like tell people from scratch who you are. Right. I feel like you start to like get a pretty good picture of like yeah to yourself who you are. I guess I never had to do that because we're still 
basically yeah. within you traveled you know, a lot though you know you've definitely sure. been around but been we never like, had to like make new friends in a city where we like don't know we, had, we made new roots you know yeah like, that's a, that's a crash course i feel like that's definitely that is a crash course we'd be on terrible you know yourself that. awful dude at this point in our lives like the least social we've ever been we just wouldn't have friends that's yeah. tough and you're yeah i mean it's tough it's a really mid-20s you know you get a window to do that i feel like because in your i have a cat now like i wouldn't do it now <laughs> I, you think you're gonna have a better friend than my cat now yeah that's what i'm <laughs> I don't saying need to meet i don't need it i don't need it i have a girlfriend that cooks me delicious chicken noodle soup and i have a cat named toby cats i don't need <laughs> anything in the outside world i'll play a crazy rap show if you know you ask me to show up and you pay me some money and there's screaming adoring fans i'll, I'll go out of the house for that but yeah, yeah. otherwise Same. i would like to just hang out so with it sounds like cat. we're in our settling years for sure yeah just like there are no like even even ten years ago, someone could be like, uh, you know, we're going out to the bar tonight. Coming and, and I'd be like, oh well, I was already in my PJs, and I would change out of them to go like not miss out on this night out at the club or something where friends were doing that. And now yeah. it's like you'd have to twist the shit out of my arm to get me out on like a. You have to break my arm. I'd have yeah, to, dude. I would leave to go to the ER. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Emergencies only. Yeah, no, I really, uh, I don't leave. I don't leave my house very often. It's, I, it's a nice, ba- I love the balance of, that's why I like being a rapper. That is like, because it gives, if I wasn't a rapper, I would be all domestic, and I think that would be largely boring. But there is enough tipping the scales yeah. in the other direction where I go out. When and I have I, work. Yeah, I see people, and I like yeah. have crazy nights, and they're very fun. And then that's plenty. I go home. That's plenty. I don't need to do other things on top. I don't get home and be like, I want to also go to the bar tonight and right. like go out. I've did that. Especially going on the road and playing shows and stuff. We just got back last week from like a just three show thing four yeah. days away. And like while I was leaving home, I was like, I'm so ready for these fucking shows. And mm-hmm. then by the day, like our flight day on Monday after the weekend, I was like, I'm so fucking ready to get well, home. Let's go. It was yeah. such a crazy shift of like can't get the hell out of here fast enough. I'm excited to go. I've been looking forward to these for months. And then like the last one's barely over and I'm just like, dude, I'm going to have fucking homemade soup that my girl's making. I know yeah. she's making it. Uh, I'm going to pet Archie's belly. That's uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Remember, I just can't wait. Wax, when we toured with Wax, uh, taught us the term road sick. You go on the road, you get homesick, but we come home for too long and I get road sick. You I'm like, I want to get, I'm tired of being at home. I want to get out there and have some fun, but it doesn't take too long to be like, all right, I'm ready to. <laughs> now I'm homesick. It's oh, you're always going to want. The longer we do it, the yeah. shorter it lasts out there where I'm like, I would love a box of mac and cheese it's on my just, couch right now. It's yeah. three hours into the drive. <laughs> it's like, we could turn back right now. I'm packing to leave. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't wait to go. You guys home. have done live streams and you know, they've been like, do we really need to go out there? We could just do it all from right here. <laughs> Yeah, I think the first one or first one or two that we did during the lockdowns, of course, we couldn't, there was nowhere to go perform at the time. But I remember the first one or two, we made a lot in donations. And there was like, we looked at it and we were like, we made more staying home and rapping at the, at the camera than we did like at our last show. Yeah, we must have made like $800 in absolutely. donations. And let's say the last show we played was four or five. And, and we were like, like, do we quit? <laughs> would we ever go out in the outside world again? Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, when I was younger, I just listened to, there was like a good balance of like some actually good, like rock me. I would listen to the Ramones and the Misfits and shit like that all the time. But I would also listen to Blink-182 and, and, and uh, whatever the new thing was, like like Our Lady Peace and Harvey Danger and Eve Six. Yeah, Our Lady uh, of Peace. Our Lady of Peace, dude. I had that Wow. CD. Seth has no idea what we're talking about. I only have you know enough to Harvey re- Danger. I, Harvey Danger <laughs> lost me, and honestly, when I I react, you know that to very song. St- you know the Harvey Danger. Yeah, what song. was that song? I'm not sick, but, but I'm not well. well. Okay, that was Harvey Danger. You know that. Uh, shit. I do know that. Harvey Danger. Running up the flagpole. 
Man, what a great Paranoia, name. paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. <laughs> so you're a, you're a Cleveland native, and we just established, at least formerly, pop punk fan. MGK. Let's talk about it. Yeah. MGK. Well, currently, at the time of recording this podcast, in Cleveland, Ohio, I'm in Chicago, Illinois right now, but in Cleveland, Ohio, right now, um, Machine Gun Kelly is playing... A show at the Grog Shop, which Whoa. is a uh, yeah, which is a very small venue. It's like a it's a venue you that like I had mine, <laughs> and, uh, and it's like I mean this dude sold out a stadium in Cleveland, Ohio, and he's playing no. a two hundred fifty cap <laughs> room right now. And well, that is cool. That's cool. Anytime I think that's cool. Somebody with a big head and a big stadium audience like that goes plays down. A it's tiny like a Dice's club. fucking. Uh, the hell was that called? Day the Laughter Dead. Yes. You know, it's like the biggest guy in the world goes and plays like the smallest little it's club. It's a legendary in the comedy it's, album by Andrew Dice Clay recorded at Dangerfields wow. in New York City. I can't believe I just compared MGK to Dice. That is unlike insulting he's, he's legendary. to the guy, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> he, uh, he sold out Madison Square Garden, and then the next day he went and performed. He did a recorded an album produced by Rick Rubin. Oh, wow. At Dangerfields in, in New York. Tiny for like, comedy club, like 75 just, people, 100 people. Wow. Basically and bombed. bombed. Had no material. And bomb. Oh, he Goes up and off. just does crowd work and like whatever he thinks is funny off of his mind. Walks half the room. It's amazing. It's one of the best comedy albums ever. Pure art. Oh my God. That's I, I like it much more than I like Dice's stadium yeah. nursery rhyme comedy. It's comedy store. Which he had done. He'd sold out Madison Square Garden doing the night before. See, that's cool. I love that. Did I you like uh, MGK's raps like before so the shift? So I think MGK is a talented rapper. I, I think that I would be... Disagree. No. I don't <laughs> think that's like even in that much of a debate. Like I think he's good at rapping. He is. No! Okay, he is. Uh, he is a good rapper. And I've never oh, been... Man! Faster to admit that than after, like going through and shitting all over on the pod for a couple of years of like the whole pop punk switch, and then when you'd be like, someone would play me an old MGK thing, or he he's going back to rapping now, and I'll hear something, I'll be like, yeah, he's pretty fucking. He's good. a pretty that, fucking good rapper, which makes it you begs the question, like, is that almost like a is he trolling like productively? Is that a good move? I wonder. Well, first off, I like uh, the pop punk thing. I mean, it's just like I no think such thing as bad press is what people say too. Yeah. Where it's like, and and the the youngsters love it, and then all the old heads are still like can't stop talking about how shitty it can't, is. Yeah, like, which is like everybody's, everybody's talking it. about it regardless. It's very uh, it's like the Jake Paul of music. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a very well. It's like Jake Paul meets Kurt Cobain. I think as a combat sports with. fan. There's no way you can't make a turn on social media in the combat sports realm without seeing Jake fucking Paul. Yeah, and every comment is like, "Stop posting this guy." He's a fighter, from what I understand, but like not like the fighter. He's like a he's the troll of the fighting. He's carving out his own lane to be a fighter, which is I don't know debatable and respectability. Retired and washed up MMA fighters and uh, tomato cans who will take a dive, but he's he's carving his own way. He's finding his own way, and he's making a lot of money. So I He's, think that's you know how do you I don't know I, it's tough for me to I mean I'm gonna hate I'm a I'm a hater in in my private way like in my private ways I'm a hater but also you know it's just like like he really was selling like I mean in my in times that I can remember I remember going 
in Cleveland, Ohio, there was a concert called I Run Ohio, which was Kid Cudi was the headliner, MGK opened. I was probably 16 years old. You had to buy a T-shirt, and that was your ticket to the show. It was an outdoor show in Cleveland. Saw that. Uh, before that, I was like hearing MGK would like go down to the public square right in that city center, handing out CDs, rapping on the corner. I mean, like played every venue in Cleveland over and over, and like really did do the incremental work up and like got the full support of a of a city, right. and did do the rap thing. And I think then, you know, took the money. Like I think after a certain point of just like doing the incremental, just like work up, work up. You just have hit a point where, like, listen, man, I did this to be famous. I did this to get the world recognition. I mean, I'm just, I'm sure that's just. After a while of working hard, you're like, I want the blow up, and you see the lane. You meet Travis Barker. I actually don't know how it happened, but you just you, yeah, someone someone convinces you and talks you into it. And and even when you, you you start dominating the the dream avenue, like whether it's being a rapper or whatever, like if you make it to the top, you notice that in a lot of people. They they shift their sound or their style, or they basically like Lil Wayne started wearing skinny jeans and skateboarding. It's like yeah. I've already been a gangster like the the epitome of hood rap success and it's like now i want to be a 13 year old white kid dude and it's for just real. like a lot of people well, and also most 13 year old white kids started dressing like me <laughs> to rebel <laughs> <laughs> right. from the perspective of lil wayne right. so it's like now i now i i got to do my own thing yeah now you got to find the thing they way. were doing before they started dressing like me yeah yeah, yeah. weird yeah it's like doing the same thing over and over again even if you're the best at it i think for everybody it's you, just you might get sick Humans, of that even when like you were saying that uh, oh, i forget what actually i forget the context of it but we're always going to want the thing oh yeah. when you talk about the the road sick and homesick thing like there's just always yeah. want once you're do when you're in one thing Balance. you want something else and so I I respect MGK for that I mean there's just a he has a scene that I don't he's think they get out. that yeah he also when you I spoke also, on him he, it, it was sounded reminiscent of how I feel about Chance the Rapper like watching him check off everything playing all those small places and then leveling up watching him hand out CDs and lines for shows ten years ago like we were he seeing that did it bro and then he gets to like the apex and then he's still doing his thing but he definitely took a turn which it was always in his his arsenal but like be, be a way less gay christian turn. yeah 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 just like less bars and more like christian uh i don't know like it's just i don't I mean, know he was always like very he was always christian but he really went like but full. even the music took a shift and he started going like on yeah. touring with that with that band what there was a name for it the social experiment oh, it's the, or something it's the same band that mac miller did that album with it's the internet isn't it the internet oh it is the, a social experiment yeah that was chance's thing and they were always like a part of the crew but you could just see him pivoting from like what we all saw him coming up as, yeah. as the rapper and the acid rap. And it's like, well, now I'm shifting my sound because, mm -hmm. like, I got to where I wanted to get and now I have maybe a little more freedom. It's just weird to me when you see somebody do like a 180. Yeah. It's just like, now I have the freedom to not be that yeah. at all anymore and now I'm going to be this other guy. I'm like, well, and I'm not saying it's not shocking. I'm not saying it's not, well, this is MGK. But like, I'm not saying it's not shocking. I'm not saying it's not a money grab and I'm not saying it's not like hokey and gimmicky. It's all of those things. But you forgot gay and gay <laughs> and very gay as I'm well. Gay. But I'm gay. it's like I can't not respect, it. especially living in the city of Cleveland. It's like that dude sold I respect out Brown gay Stadium stuff. I, I respect love gay, gay for sure. People, okay? So I don't know. And I also, you know, I said this off the podcast, and I'll say it on record. I might think that mainstream sellout is a genius concept album. Well, you pose an interesting question there too. If it's called mainstream sellout, and every song is you know, pop hit mainstream. Yeah, like Billboard water. charting success. It, too. Billboard charting mainstream sellout Did songs. Do that well? It's huh? 
Did it there do were singles well? ready. I, the I mean, were, yeah, several singles. That shit we made fun so of on SNL earlier when you were like, and then he went this route to like blow up on a worldwide level. Does this did this really make him like worldwide? Oh yeah, no, I thought he, he already was. He he was pretty big, but this definitely. And like, I thought all this did was garner a lot of like, what is he doing? Attention. Yeah, definitely. Why is he dressing like that? Attention. From the rap community, for sure. But I think what it opened up in like the teenage market, like I mean, he is yeah. a superstar. Fourteen-year-old girls that didn't yeah. even know he was a, an established rapper were like, "Who's this new guy?" Like when we were the age where we loved pop punk and didn't like rap, he made the shift at the right time to go scoop all of their money up too. Yeah, it's like let me make sure they're buying. And my he's shit also too. buying. They're just into not going to buy the rap. He's like also buying into like our generations, like when we're talking about like we grew up like nost- Blink One Eighty Two. Regardless of what I think is a band, is nostalgic. Like that sound. There's emo nights, yeah, around the country right now, and we're like thirty, like thirty year olds are going to emo nights, and like Makes me sick. he <laughs> has captured a sound where it's like it's nostalgic for people in their thirties who are t- who have money to buy tickets and shit, and also it's like a rebellious type of sound with you know it's it's pop punk infused with trap drums, so it's like. It's rebellious in a sound, and also has the trap drums that like a fourteen-year-old girl likes. They recognize me. Like I, I like the, I hear these drums on every other yeah, song. I like exactly. So the album went gold I, in America, gold in Canada, platinum in Hungary. Wow, Budapest. They love their and their, uh, silver in the UK. It was a very successful album. I don't know if his rap albums go platinum. It overseas, was nominated but. for best rock album at the sixty-fifth annual Grammy Awards. Wow, tickets to my downfall is a better album. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I respect it, and I just like that it's. Uh, I just like that it's my city. I think he does enough to. I mean, there's a certain. I mean, he has an MGK day where he just literally gloated about being a god of Cleveland, and that was a little much. But I'm god of Cleveland. I mean, that really was what it was. I Yo, mean, it was crazy. Is he coming for your crown? Aren't you like best rapper in I, Cleveland? Or something? So now I'm wondering, like, <laughs> do I take a shot? I was just talking about this. I was just talking about with with uh, with James Travadelic James, yeah. and because uh, he was going to the show. And I was hating a little bit because I was just like, man, I do respect MGK. But, you know, it's just like, I, as much as I respect, I also am like, you see equal some cool parts like this is super fucking gimmicky and hoaxy phony, and yeah. stupid phony. So I'm but like. You have it within yourself to say the tickets of To My Downfall is a better album. I, I wouldn't even rate either one of them as better. You haven't well, heard it's a better album. Yeah, have you, have I've, you I've heard have you chunks heard of, either, He's of lying. both of them. I'm a no big believer. I'm a big believer that no, if you're going to hate something, you need to listen to it. I've I will listened, say, and I've MG- listened to plenty of MGK. You haven't heard the albums. Though. Tickets to my downfall is what has like the fucking. I was grounded in the basement the night. Yeah, I know that one song that we listened to. You didn't <laughs> listen to the album. That's just the one we saw him perform on SNL. We listened to more than that though. We listened to two songs. I didn't listen to it front to back. Well, then you can't compare it. It's all it. garbage, though, from what yeah. I hear. It is. Not from Toby. I mean, well, it, no, it is garbage. <laughs> it's just, I think it's, I it well, I think it's. I'm not saying you can't like it. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, I just think it's you garbage. Just acknowledge I think that it's, one of them was, was better. I do think Tickets to My Downfall is a better album. <laughs> it's Street I, I do think it's a better album. Um, I, uh, but anyways, I was talking about just with James, like, should I beef with MGK? And I would love, man, I was, I would love. Well, wasn't there a title that got floated your direction like this summer? It was the, yeah, there's like a scene mag, there's like a, Cleveland has like, we have a scene 
the, the magazine of like the music scenes called Scene Magazine. Yeah. And they do a best of everything in Cleveland. Restaurants, businesses. We, uh, we were talking about that because uh, the Chicago Reader does the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Our homie Vanna Black Soul was up for Best Visual Artist and we were talking about the restaurants we liked. So it sounds like exactly that. Same thing. But Where Cleveland. you want that, you know, it's cool. Like there's there's heads in all of those little subgenres of the city. Like you know the other people. You know the restaurants. Yeah, it's like you, yeah. you have an opinion on where the best place to eat is. Oh, it's amazing. So it's, it's cool it's that cool, you're... Yeah. You know, lumped into where people are having an opinion on who's the best. On Toby Raps, it was pumped. Yeah, won the best, won the best in Cleveland. So I mean, in I feel like I've never been in a better position in my life for MGK to respond to my diss track. Uh, yeah. So this well, is it, my year. I mean, I got to do it in the next <laughs> calendar. In the next, that was in. Uh, it's in September, so I have till next September to don't take my don't shot pull an MGK top. though, because he wanted to just go out and diss somebody. Once and yeah, <laughs> I know that that makes me wonder. Like turned his genre inside, which out. makes me wonder. Like what? Because you know, I, I I don't have a lot inside of me to diss MGK, but like I want to see. I feel like he would respond because he got Eminem. Well, regardless of like he if he got killed or not, I feel like he respected and maybe respond. Also, that Eminem response did so much for his career. Like yeah, I mean, it may have ended his career. It debatably ended his rap career but it also like brought like so many people heard who he was because Eminem just chose to respond for sure the bad press did elevate MGK's yeah. name for a while off so that. would he do the same for me you're such a positive guy too you think you'd have to do like a compliment battle towards him I be yeah, all nice right? get I've his been, attention and not be you know still be yourself yeah we're talking on the way over here yeah we're talking on the way over here so it, uh, yeah I mean there's some, there's some there's some hot Toby doesn't want to be nice anymore I Ooh. don't want to be nice anymore <laughs> Gloves are same off. thing same yeah. thing we're talking about I've been doing the fucking positive shit for so long and that's great I love it I love all my music I've made and I don't like regret any of it but like you do the same thing for so long and you just get sick of it so I like lately the last like month or so two months Every I go in the studio every week, and I have been making swaggy, braggadocious, punchline-driven rap music lately, bro. That's called motherfucking is, bars, nigga. That's what I'm fucking <laughs> talking about. about yeah, Hell man. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the nice shit. Talk it's cool. Shit. And you know, the thing about the nice shit, and I love it. It's fine. I love everything. I mean, I've, I don't regret. I've had great memories and there's people who really love my music and I've, I feel like I've made real genuine connections with people through my music. But like the thing about the, about the, the make people smile thing is that it's so, e if you take the stance that I'm a good guy, mm -hmm. I feel like it's so easy to have that image crumble because the one, if you do anything, 100%. if I said gay on the Palmer Squares podcast, please, you know, <laughs> no, I'm gay. It's like, that's you that can crumble you if you take the stance of I'm a I mean, good guy basically you. you're no taking, one's listening that's, I know that's true that's fair but you know we'll out gay you don't we'll out gay the shit out of you but it's like it can if you take the stance of I'm a good guy it's almost like you're taking the stance of I'm perfect and then any little thing that like is yes. just slightly against that See, can take down the image. I think that's a problem with the perception of the listener too because well, I'm too. familiar with your positive music we've played some at the ends of the shows and like I've never felt like, well, this guy thinks he's fucking just Mr. La-di-da. Yeah, well, he's better than me. Is that what he's saying? I've never thought that once. In fact, I've always respected that you're able to, like, to take the angle that we don't, we never make something, like, you have an album called, like, yeah, make people smile, make more friends. Sure, These sure. are, like, the, ang the angle, and it's a fun, like, upbeat, positive message where, like, we have a hard time writing positive, period. Sometimes I was telling Toby on the way here, we tried recently, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, produces some music that's like potentially to be licensed for commercials. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I got one. It's got a hook on it, which is kind of like a girl. 
angle positivity. You can't, by the way, uh, pulverizing your penis lyrics are off off limits. Exactly. Like, you can't. So I'll get two bars in that's positive, and then to stick with the rhyme scheme, I'll write something that I'm like, that's dope. That's not commercial, though. That's yep. not... They don't yeah. want that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's like another thing too. So it's like it's partially the. It's too dark. It's, it's too existential, or it's yeah, too sexual, it's or too like, violent. That's the thing about the positive thing, that's man. It's where like where my mind goes. It's the thing about the positive thing. Like, yeah, one, it's like I feel like it's just too easy to poke holes at me. But also, it's that like I feel like you, when you're making positive music, you have to like hyper criticize the art that you're making because if like it doesn't fit into this narrow box of like positivity. I mean, right. I think I've done a good job. But now it's just way more fun to make. S- Fucking and like we were kind of just talking like, about, man. And especially that's not life, man. I mean, just, I love the positive thing. I love always having a positive spin. I love what I've done, but like a lot of life is Mac Miller music, or like swaggy, or existential, or dread. Like a lot of life is dread. Maybe this is just right. thirty. Maybe this is. I'm not as chipper as I was in my twenties. No matter what you're making, though, it's like you never want to just uh, you know pigeonhole yourself into only doing one thing. Where even though. We, you know, like I said, we have a hard time writing more commercial positive stuff. We also, not every single song is Rape Room. Not every single thing is like this, just this punchline thing. We've tried to step out. Our fans haven't always loved it. That that comeback song we did, and we're working on a song right now. That's Come like, back together now. <laughs> this, this too shall pass. Slow Down is one of my favorite songs you guys are. It was on my, well, Slow that. Down was on my uh, Spotify rap, by the way, guys. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was. It's was, uh, like. Positive. I don't think I curse in it. That's a great song. Yeah. Even though the um, the message in my my verse is like, uh, I always lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, As hard as I try, I never come in first. I always come in second place. Um, But it's also it's also a we. There's there's like a universal like encouraging. Yeah. To like keep going. Um, But I can't try though. I didn't try to write a positive song. When I wrote it doesn't always that. have to be about like positive or negative because Bad Animals is us stepping outside of our normal sound to make something that sounds a little different. Bottom line as well. I also say like, that's not even a positive song. To the winner, handshake and all the rest. It's not that positive, I guess. True. Yeah, but well. yeah, that doesn't offset the rest of the song, which is a positive difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. roast? Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's G-rated. <laughs> um, but yeah, you never want to just make one sound. And like, I'm not trying to start a country band tomorrow and, and switch it that hard. But yeah, you want to like... I don't know. Make you want to have the freedom to know that you could, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not country, just like, yeah, I think, yeah. After a while in any artistry, it's just the second that you fill you're in a box, it just starts to become too repetitive. And then it feels like your day job. Nobody likes going to the same cubicle every day. You know, it's fucking. So yeah. is this, is this punchline new direction? Is this what sandwich boys is? is it's a lot of what, that's what opened the door to it. Okay. So loser Chris, who is one of my best friends, Really good friends with the, the the dudes from Little Stranger too. I met him because like he's best friends with Little Stranger. I'm best friends with Tropodelic, so it's like naturally we're just kind of like, all right, well let's yeah let's let's connect. Those those bands tour together, and so let's see if we connect. Love that guy. We played a lot of shows together, and he booked studio time with Chris Ticola, my producer engineer, great guy. He booked a whole week with Chris in the studio, and he like made like six songs, and he had great choruses, but they only had one verse. And I went in the studio and I was like, hey, bro, I'll throw a verse on this. And he was like, sweet. And my boy James was like, I, James was like, I'll throw a verse on this. And then it, it's now formed into a bit of a rap collective yeah. called The Sandwich Boys. And all of the verses are like, I have a strip club song. I've never had a strip club song. I have a strip club it's song. It's time. That's what I'm saying. And like, I've just never, like, writing it in the studio, I wrote the strip club song. It's one of my best verses 
I've ever written. And I wrote it in 15 minutes as opposed to like some things take me like days to write. And I've just like never felt so creatively gratified. Yeah. Uh, just doing this kind of music and it was all because Loser Chris and Loser Chris like wouldn't let me like think too hard. He's like, dude, just yeah, just write. You can always make another song. Just like if it's if it's not like if you're not like hinging on the weight of the message, which I feel like a lot of like music I've written for years has been like it's about this specific concept and therefore I have to like really meditate it's, on this concept. It's awesome to step out of your comfort zone uh, and have a friend encourage you to do something like that. We recently yeah. did a song with uh, Jarv. Uh, stayed out here for a week or so. Tight. And we spent a night where he made a beat, and then we all like kind of wrote verses together. Ugh. Ma- Matt and I kind of got to like, uh, we got to like go through our whole rhyme book and try and like, you know, see what we can scavenge. And he's trying to encourage us to not do well, that. Well, that's why I usually start with anything, especially under that. We were like trying to like go from soup to nuts, make a song that night. And I was like, all right, well, let me see. I probably have scraps I haven't recorded yet. Right. And he's like, no, 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 start from scratch. I was like, I'll do both. But like, I like to have a. And he I writes find a good verse yeah. off the top, like uh, in, a, in 20 minutes. And it's about the bar we were at last night. He references that and the girl he's he was talking ridiculous to. Ridiculous inside insane. jokes. Like ridiculous inside jokes. I wouldn't put him in a song because it's too inside to land with the <laughs> listener and he's like, dude, it's my verse. Fuck it. And I'm like, eh. Like that it's cool. He's yeah. so fucking good. Like that's that crazy. song is for us. More he goes, than- What rhymes with bite your tongue? And I said, Wipe your bung as a joke. And he put it in the verse. Threw it in there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Motherfucker says wipe your bung. <laughs> Keep wipe your bung. Keep dude, that's so cool though. I mean you because you make another one, you know? You do that, that's in the moment, then you make another song. Very little way. And we Very used to be that. Lane, you know? We used to be that. I used um, to be one. I used to, I used be, to be somebody. When we were like 21 or 20 uh, and no one was listening to us and there was no pressure on it being better than the last thing we did, there was a lot more freedom in, in just like hit record, yeah. do something goofy, and then it's on to the next one. I usually yeah. think about like now, back then, yeah, because yeah, there was the freedom. Now there's less freedom because we have 15 years of things we've already said. And I don't yeah. want to say those things are similar yeah. styles of those. So now when I start, it it's like, I, yeah, if I just pull something out of my ass, I'll probably pull something out that sounds sort of like classic me or something. I don't know. It's just like I really want it to be unique. And a lot of times I just that's how we've both been is where we're not like quick off off the top of the head to to what, write something immediately or freestyle, of course. But like just in general. I like to know that I gave it some focus. Like I just like to pay some attention to the verse. It doesn't have to be for weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to like challenge myself so much that I can't like check my fucking my my rhyme book. Like like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I have a million of them. Editing and revising is a huge yeah. part of what we do, which also very comes across. I mean, like I, you some know, people don't do on, that. I, I very much like you and, know, and they're I'm way very more much, successful. Well, yeah, and I'm very much in, in, currently in my life. I'm very much in my quantity over quality era, but that's just kind of to almost like rebel against this like hypercritical critical yeah. lens that I've seen my lyricism through in the years. But I think that comes across in your guys' lyrics that like this is well like when you listen to your guys' music, it feels like every word is supposed to. I don't know how I've like I've said this to people before, but like it feels like every word is supposed to be there. Like it it's like yeah. it's very clear that like a lot of thought went into this whole flowing body of work and it's like it simultaneously sounds effortless and extremely thought out. And I think that's just like a nice that's just like a night uh, where you guys have landed with wow, your thank with, you, sir. I, I'd say like that's what if I had to define the through line of what I would define your guys' music. Yeah. Would probably be like that. 
And I do think that that's like a like a quintessential part of like your brand, music, brand, whatever. And you, know, you don't want to stray too far from that because that's like why I love you guys. That's why a lot of people love you guys. Right. So Even when we do, those uh, basic tenets are kind of always still presence. Yeah, exactly. Um, even when we do try and like switch up the style. Yeah, I, I wrote something recently that was very like... Uh, not that, or I was trying to be, and there was, I started writing stuff that got a little too lyrical, and I liked it, and I was like, I think I ended up including it, but I was still just like, I was trying to really dumb down my style, which is almost more challenging Impossible. than... Impossible. Right, but Impossible. like, instead of making all of those crazy words fit in the perfect spot, and it sound very thought out, I was trying to just latch onto one thing, and I was like, top shelf, I'm the top pick. Top ramen in the pot. Got my chopsticks. It's basic as shit. Like normally stuff I wouldn't even ship off as a done thing. But I was trying to like do something stylish with like and thinking about how it's going to be mixed. Like top shelf, shelf, top, top, pick, pick. Nice. Like and I'm thinking about that and like instead of having to fill every space with my crazy, you know, lyricism and, and uh, these multi-patterns and stuff. I was like, just just do some that are kind of like, think about filling the space with like a, a cool mixing effect and, and an echo or something mm-hmm. and leave the space for it. Don't like, that. that's like, even on the podcast, if Seth starts space. talking too slow, I jump in sometimes because I'm just like, I oh, got I hate like... The, what, Silence. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like not someone has to fill the air. And, and when I'm writing, I feel like... If I leave a breath, like, like what's I gotta put something there. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then sometimes I've it's recently like, no, been, take the breath. It's perfect. Yeah, I've very recently been uh trying to like hold myself to no ad libs. And it's because like but like when I listen to like, you know, I have a full take and I've been like trying to stress for myself too, just like see if I can do my my take in one take. Maybe there's like one punch if it's like it's really difficult and I'm like, yeah. fuck it. But like try to do as much like big blocks of audio as possible, and then I go back, I'm like, all right, time for an ad lib take. Because I just feel the same way. Like there's a space. I'm like, I gotta fill that with same. something. I always do ad lib takes, and a lot of times I end up editing out eighty percent. I of, feel like I scrap I, most I, of my ad libs. I put so the ad libs where I want them, and then I listen back, and over time I'll be like, oh, why are you going? Oh, there. You don't need to go. Oh, yeah. There's but, a bunch like, of ad libs. Oh! There's a bunch of ad libs I have on songs <laughs> that are recorded. I'm like, dude, that's so <laughs> much. It like it sounds like you're just someone's talking over your song. Like exactly. Yeah, so I've been really but trying to like. Sometimes it feels empty familiar. without it, you know. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a balance, but yeah, you I feel gotta like it look. always initially. Yeah, you got to sit with it. I feel because everything always like, especially like, like it was quiet right now. Uh-huh. We would feel. God forbid. Feel, yeah, God forbid. <laughs> I feel like right when you hear something or like in the initial moment, it's like I can't stand silence. Just the uh, the Busta Rhymes song, "Everything Remains Raw." Is that the one, or is it Wooha? Yeah. or is it both of them? Those are two songs like, that are by him. <laughs> every, but like, there's no there's no silent part uh, in between every. Bar oh, you're thinking of everything <laughs> remains raw. <laughs> <laughs> Just something like that. It rules, though. It's so awesome. That it adds awesome. so much to me. But not every song is everything remains raw. And like, not everybody's style is going to be as, as cool as fucking Busta Rhymes hollering <laughs> between everything. But like, uh, when, when I record verses, I always my, my style right now anyways is I always record beginning to end i go through them and as i as i go through them they usually get tighter like sometimes we'll be like oh this is hard to have my breath for the whole thing in i one thought take. his verse and then, looked tighter <laughs> and then five <laughs> tries later i'm like That's oh, a I tight got little it. verse you got there <laughs> um but i it, i almost never have just the one take on the album that's what i do i just like i stack them and i'll do 20 takes and then i'll listen through and I'm like oh my opening line of this one's really good that's good that's that. that's yeah. the one to beat right now and then i find like the next set and then sometimes it's most one take mm-hmm. but it's rare that it stays that but i always record them all in one take yeah. one fluid take and then i go through them and sort of frankenstein like this last four bars from this take 
is 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 the, is the winner, and then the first four from the first take yeah. is the winner, and then the next thing you know, I'm like getting, and it's like so, sometimes they're chopped up, and there's like fucking twenty little pieces, and then other times it's two or three, but it's like if they, if it all lands and it sounds seamless, and I know I can fucking wrap it. Well, in and one also take, if you did it all, it, yeah, that. I was gonna say also if you did it all in one take, I feel like even if it's chopped up, it comes across. It always comes. The energy good. feels like the one flowing thing because it. Each individual right. take is from a one flowing thing. So I found success in that, and that's not how I've always done it. But like, I, I like doing it that way because when I, you know, we got known for doing one take videos on YouTube and stuff. Love them. So it's we don't have to prove that anymore. So I still like to record my shit in one take, but if it takes piecing together 30 pieces of 30 takes to make the one final sounding thing, and it sounds seamless, and every inflection from this one and that one is perfect, it's like. It usually, I, I usually don't have much of a problem. Sometimes you find a spot and be like, ah, these don't meet up. Like the, these two were spat differently and now they don't line up. Most of the time it's just like, just sounds like one smooth take. And I don't, I know that especially working on an album, I'm not, I don't need to prove that this is, this is one. I did this in one. Like, first of all, I did. I did it in one 30 times in a row. Yeah. And I took the best pieces of all of them to make my album ready, how I want it presented to you, mm-hmm. version of my verse. And then I only get better at it because every time I do it live and stuff, I do it like the perfect one I made. You know? And then I just yeah, like keep yeah. barreling home that that's the, well, yeah, that's the, one the tone like, and yeah. the inflection. And like, I don't know. And then some of them are just like, the whole thing sounds good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, there was a point where I just felt like no matter what I did, it's nice to prove I do all this shit one take. And it's like, it's the album. It's like, what if you take an errant breath, or what if you flub I don't think one? Any pr- rap album is about proving that, especially right. anymore. Well, I've I've felt that way. Which a lot of rappers, you can hear them coming in over the last line. Right, like those are two different I, takes. And of course, we've both punched in spots. You need to also. But I we try do to that. Punch in we as, do that very very little. Right, I don't do that very well, it's much. It's like at all. clear that there's a, like the yeah, song yeah. "American Terrorist." I was just playing for you before Banger. before this. Beautiful piece of music. What do you, what do you say about is Jesus? It called American. I don't play it, play it for like twenty Terrorist seconds. Or was it by world. American Terrorist? Uh, it's called American Terrorist, but I don't think there's a single line that doesn't overlap. Overlap. Well, well this is also said. not like a serious rap song, as I would describe it. Hey, no, I, hey, I think this let it speak for itself. Serious. You let it speak for itself, all right? I'm just gonna drag it forward, dude. Bitch, I'm praying to my money rag. They said we living in revelation. Vaccine got us mutated. So fuck it then. I'm gonna go take it. If the whole world saw Persian, my daughter gonna still have a Lambo. I'm gonna have 1800 guns, 30 Audis, and 20 Camaros. It might just be two takes. And he's just just overlap, just back and forth, back and <laughs> That's forth, fun back too. and forth. I've recorded like that in halves, and I like a lot of times when I write it out, I put lines in bold that are for like take B, right? And I'll say the the A lines, yep. and then I'll go back and do, it, and then like sometimes it sounds off, like a conversation almost, yeah, or just like like almost like that thing I was talking about. I didn't record it that way, but I had it in my head that I would, where I was just like, you know, top shelf, the top pick. Like I was gonna record those in like top shelf is. From, from recording A mm-hmm. and like the second halves and I thought that would be cool to like I don't, I've done that on songs before and but just our style doesn't usually ask for that it's usually like you know lyrical miracle yeah yeah lyrics and that you know the delivery is supposed to flow we're not usually like trying to do it in this staccato we did segmented one, delivery one video uh, Kablooey wasn't it Kablooey where every line is from a different take in the video it chops to another take but it's pretty seamless Oh yeah, the verses all the way through. 
There was some editing. And that's the thing, though, is like, it doesn't matter what take we use the video from. It doesn't have to be from the take we're actually saying that. Right. We probably just found the, whatever video worked best, just like I was talking about piecing together the best parts of the audio. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's the lips sync up over it. Who cares what take that was I, from? I yeah. recall like that was, you know, even as long ago as that video uh, was put out, was kind of us bored with. Look, we've proven that we can wrap it all the way through in one take. I want to get creative. I don't I think, think maybe yeah, there's just like fun. A, yeah. I think that's just like well, this is kind of in circling it back, bro. After you, after you prove something, after you do check marks, but like I want to find a way to make creativity fucking fun. Yeah, it's like just constantly finding ways to just make it fun. Yeah, you don't want to feel formulaic. Uh huh. Oh, it keeps it fun for you know the songwriter too. Like I said, it's just like. I don't know. I don't want to write the last verse again this time. I want to try something different. And maybe, yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll draw some inspiration from an artist like 2 Chains or somebody that everybody doesn't expect me to sound like and I would never you know, deliver stuff like them. But there's like spacing differences yeah. and yeah, ad-lib fun. style differences. My, be like, that's cool. Maybe my, I'll try my version. You know? My strip club song. It's it's two, it's Toby Raps as two chains. Can I can I spit you my my, my Banza make her dance so part it's, two. It goes. It goes. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! He goes. Um, I got an eight thousand eighty-five. She's got an ass like a motherfucking landfill, <laughs> and she liked to drop it from the top like an anvil. She started twerking, got the whole club jumping. I mean, I'm talking to Toby Raps right now. I fell in love, so I spent another hundred. I got titties on the left of me, titties on the right. Hit the titty club, so I could be with titties all night. A lot of bad stuff going on, but titties all right. I don't want beef unless we talking about a titty fight. <laughs> living, living the life and up to the hype. Tipping strippers, sipping gin on ice. I said hip hop, the hip hop titties every night a different city. Call it Rapper's Delight. I got so many hoes phone numbers. If I had to ballpark it, maybe 80085 She got my bank account hanging by a waistline, popping champagne, and she taking the time. I said 80085 $80,085. <laughs> <laughs> 80,085. 80, was boobs on a, it's boobs on a calculator. Yes. Yeah. 80,085. Yeah. That's gonna be fun too because like that's you know there's just some songs that like that's gonna snap live and no, anybody oh, seeing you live is I gonna love be like, it. Hmm. I, I want a more lyrical verse. This isn't as fun as if no. It's gonna be the most fun song it's you ever so fun. when you do that. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. We just isn't did it, it just, at the. Isn't it just eight hundred? It's eight. No, it's eighty thousand eighty-five. The actual number. The, it's the actual number is eighty thousand right. eighty-five. Two zeros yeah. for yeah. the ooh and boobs. I'm thinking eight hundred. Then over here you got eighty-five. Eight hundred. Yeah, no, no, eighty thousand. <laughs> so one cheek it said ha. Then over here you got PPY. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I saw a video of you guys uh, putting all your earnings from a show uh, on a red, red the other night. Yeah. I also saw this video. God. Yeah, I was, a, like, I was inclined. I wanted to ask, like, well, how much really was the two hundred and ten dollars? And when you double it, it feels good. Four twenty. Let's let's go. go! <laughs> it's my. I was telling people, is my. I thought it was my, way it was, more uh, money than that. I, I really think no, no, no. I mean, that's a lot of money for me, man. That's like, uh, that's way more money than I've ever put comfortably <laughs> on, say, on a. Roulette. I don't gamble ever, and like that truth, was truth. That, that was a shit ton oh, of money. We're broke boys. Yeah, I don't know, that is, that I've is, never put two fifty down myself. The most no I've ever way. put down. I thought a, that was at least a grand. It's probably thirty bucks. Yeah, I on, most put it all prior on blood, to this, like, oh. it was twenty dollars that yeah. I done on roulette, and I don't go, I don't gamble very often, so <laughs> it was, uh, it's like the table minimum. I do minimums, but uh, yeah, we walked in and we were like, that was a plan. Yeah, the two things. Minimum. My, uh, I've been calling these my angel numbers. Uh, this is how I know the sandwich boys thing. I think is, is meant to be. Uh, we we got hit by the Agora, which is a big club in in Cleveland. 
and we got to ask, can you open for this this rapper? Her name is Cupcake. Very raunchy rapper. I was telling you guys earlier. She's mm-hmm. basically like punchline she's rap. She's gonna love the, the eighty thousand eighty five. Yeah, so. she would. She, if she had shown up on time, but is she that her did. stripper name, Cupcake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I told her I was trying to. If if she had been backstage, I'd be like, hey, Cupcake, take me on tour. I want to be your hype man. Call me Sprinkles. <laughs> she didn't show up on time, so we, I never got to say that. To Cupcake. I just said that in my head. I just said that I'm in my head. Yeah, time. I wouldn't actually. If I saw her in person, I'd never have the balls to say that. Just but she, we, uh, we got approached by this I'll venue. They're like, yo, sell as many tickets as you can with a week's notice. And whoever sells the most tickets is like the slot right before a cupcake. So week's notice, I sell 69 tickets. Dude, you got all the numbers. 87, so fu- 85, 69. And 69 tickets gives us $210, <laughs> which we double and it's 420. I mean, my angel number, they're speaking. Is this deep throw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know our catalog <laughs> fucking well I mean, now. this is the one. Oh, this that's is one like, note. Yeah. Deep throw? All right, skip to I it. I mean, we were, we were talking on the way here. We were talking cupcake. Yeah, we were talking cupcake. Oh, you're rehashing she also deep got throat for me? Hug me, fuck me, daddy better make me show This is allegedly a TikTok, like, viral song. Yeah, that's how she's, that's why she's... Not what I was expecting. Lick, 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 lick. All right, very big in the gay community. I get that. But I can't fuck on my nails, so I'm going to pick it up with chopsticks. It's more way more aggressive than I was expecting. Oh, it's like really trap. It's like yeah. rape blow job. No, it's like yeah, oh. it's very it's very intense music. I read uh, I was telling Matt, I read the John Wayne Gacy book very recently. Okay. And he like he like rape blue some guys sounds like the thing he would put on yeah that yeah. seems like before to get the mood started yeah <laughs> cupcake was around back then she's from chicago i don't know maybe maybe, maybe i have no idea if they, if anything if so there's any Casey? overlap there yeah, yeah. exactly there Saw was this uh, video clip recently of a police officer talking to john wayne gacy after he'd been apprehended already yeah and he was talking about how he treats his own children and it's just hilarious because he talks about how he would never you never hit a child you know, and you and you, right. and you never like certainly you, don't you, you never pamper them either. Like they need to learn discipline and stuff. And the reporter is straight up like, "How how can you say this?" Yeah. He's like, "What do you mean?" And he's just like, "You are accused of murdering thirty three children." He's like, he gets this look on his face like, "Well, what? His <laughs> children <laughs> were children. He raped and murdered teenage boys." Yeah, but still, yeah. it's weird to have like a, uh, he a was line a, in the sand of like he was estranged from his kids. His wife yeah. didn't let him see his kids. Schmacking, schmacking your kid, any kid, especially your kid. I, I don't believe in. I that. don't believe it's in like, it. But I will kill I'll other people. I'll murder the shit out of Just. people for my con- who work for me in my concrete <laughs> business or whatever you do. It was like home people improvements very or contractor work. Complex. Mm-hmm. He God. went to jail for sodomy, and his wife left and took the kids. And was stuff. that when he was living in like Milwaukee, in, in Iowa? In Iowa, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And then See, Toby knows. Toby yeah, knows I, well, well, yeah, I saw the. Uh, You're thinking of Dahmer in Milwaukee. <laughs> I saw the, the, the Dahmer tapes or the what the John Wayne Gacy tapes on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, which I watched before I read the book, and by the time I read the book, I'd forgotten everything. That it was all fresh. Yeah, but the book I read was by one of the lead investigators. It's very graphic. It's a wonderful book. That's wild. Uh, uh, like perfect stocking stuffer. While we've got holiday clown. season. <laughs> while we've got Toby here. <laughs> There's two things I wanted to ask Toby about while we've got him. What's uh, up? Also, just by the way, I've wanted, I've, I've, you've been a, a wish list guest 
Oh, right. I'm in your stocking, boys. This totally wraps the stuff in your stocking today. For real, though, and I saw the, you were telling us about another podcast you did recently, and I was like watching you tell stories on that. And we've been pals for a few years now. We met you through Tropodelic years mm-hmm. ago. We've told on the podcast without you here how we saw your balls within five minutes of meeting you, and we were what like, a this, day. "What a show! He's going to be our friend, dude." I talk about that moment, but we, we can get to your question in a second. But I talk about that moment uh, a lot, uh, like at least to like my friends whenever I talk about you guys, because. I just know this conversation happened backstage. So I think it was you to you. It was it was you to you. Uh, and I'm on stage. So, I mean, for context, we're, I, we're, we all played a show together. Tropodelic is the headliner. Mm-hmm. I open. You guys go second. Tropodelic mm-hmm. goes. And I spent most of the show in a dress. But then for my last song, which is this little light of mine, a hip-hop rendition, I took the dress <laughs> off and I had a singlet little thing. It was like basically like a see-through singlet it's like thing. the Borat. Yeah, like the Borat. Like thing, the but, Borat. But thing. suspenders on strapped to a speedo. <laughs> not sack, which is see through. So you could totally see the ball side. There's children in the audience. I, mean, I don't know. It's, 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 all, it's, it's an all ages show. It's, it's a little it's, John Wayne Gacy of you. Yeah, I know. Honestly, it was pretty. Uh, it was, this is was a different time. You know, these were different times. <laughs> this two was years 2020. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was very recent. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. It wasn't today. It wasn't today. It was a different decade. It was a different decade. And then I think. It was Matt, you to Seth, like, man, you know, you ever think that we should like, you know, that Toby just makes such positive music and I feel like it'd be just so nice to make like, he's just such a positive light. And Seth, you go to him like, that dude literally just showed his dick yeah. to a large group of people. Just <laughs> saying that's what we got to do. That's saying that's what we got to do. That's the type but of positivity I'm one, talking about. We admired... Uh, the two sides of Toby. Yeah, you know, uh, you can both. play both of those cards in one night, and they were eaten out well, of your hand. You know, yeah, true. <laughs> I remember. Uh, well, yeah, that's how we saw uh, your yeah, balls yeah. that first time. Was like you were uh, getting suited up, or dressed up rather for the for the performance, the and you were doing like a downward dog, and which is like, well, you're wearing a dress, <laughs> and now we're just seeing your ass and balls dangle. Yep. Um, yep. But also, I remember. Uh, when we were, where the fuck was this? Remember when we went for that walk? I guess it was Everwild a couple of years ago. And we went for a walk through like oh, a creek. like the back. And, I was yeah. There. Yeah. You guys were hanging in before And there was I like a there. family. They were playing in the water. And then you were like, you were going in like the, the sewer the pipe little, little sewer thing. pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, you're just like a, a fun seat of your pants guy. But you were wearing a dress walking around. Um... And I'm like, I I don't, I've never, I've always wondered, like, what's with the dress? And also never thought to ask, because who gives a shit? Sure, sure. And and then a, a little boy asked you and, and said, like, are you wearing that as a joke? And I remember you said, I think what you said was, uh, well, I started wearing this as a joke. Now I just like it. Yeah, it was, it, that's how it started, but now I just kind of love it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. And you know, a lot of but it in that moment, I was like, the kid asked the question. I've been sort yeah, of curious. Oh my God, fine. And that was a fair answer. You're yeah, like, it I was. Just like it it now. started as a gimmick, but now it's just a better piece of clothing in the summer. <laughs> Especially in the summer, it's just like, oh my God, what did you. And, and you've long a lot since of it gotten too, over the scrutiny of wearing a dress. Yeah, exactly. I'm not afraid of it anymore. And now it's just the like. The nervous wow. jitters of walking out in a dress of. Long past, long past. I, I get, do wish that someone. Buy, but now, you know, now in my, in my old age of 31. I don't wear the dresses as much, and wise. Uh, it's not He's a, a wise sandwich boys. You gotta suit up like a <laughs> I sandwich boy. I need gold chains. I don't wear the dress as much, and I think it's the same thing that we've kind of been like dipping in and out of all episode, which is just that like when you do something for so long, I'm just. I'm not, I, people I, have come to expect a certain uh, style yeah, and look of you. People expect you to wear a dress when you don't perform. wear a dress, but I do want a kilt. 
I would love a kilt. I've been asking. A man's dress. I want a man's dress. I want that in between. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've been asking for one for years. Hey, tis the season. Tis the season. Get that on the list. Yeah. I want, if if you're hearing this and you love me, um, so, so two things real okay, this, yeah, this yeah, should be the yeah. quick one uh the a video i saw of you with like uh, a pallet of Lacroix being delivered oh. i mean i'm sure seth's ears very, perked up very jealous Dude, like a big deli- what was that about you just like the Lacroix truck stopped in front of your house and said it here's the whole shipment yeah so i mean it's it, there's a little bit of some uh some backstory to it so i love Lacroix. well i stopped drinking in April, so I just like, which was just a, a personal decision. Just wanted to see. I wanted to see if I could do it. I've been and thinking about it myself. It's you know, I just wanted to see if I could, and at, then I got some momentum, and I was just like kind of proud of myself. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just keep doing this." But like you know, I realized after stopping drinking alcohol, I realized I have a, a drinking problem, not with alcohol necessarily, but I need to consume yeah liquid, and so I've just doubled down on carbonated water, drank a shit ton of Lacroix. And then I started shotgunning LaCroix on my on my Instagram story every day. I said I'm a shotgun LaCroix <laughs> every well. day until that's LaCroix, one way to bridge the gap out of alcoholism. LaCroix, yeah, it's just like just, act like you're just still act drinking. like it's still booze <laughs> and it just like hurts like booze. It's and carbonated like, like it's beer. carbonated like beer. It hurts just going down. So I did it every day until LaCroix sponsored me. It took them two weeks for them to respond in my in my DMs. Damn, they say all. like. They're like, dude, not long at all. You not posted coffee videos every day for months, and you never got shit. I never like tagged anyone in particular. <laughs> yeah, you gotta talk. Yeah, you gotta tag. Yeah, I could have can... tagged Cafe Bustello, bro. You could probably would have years you ago. Learned anything? Yeah, if, you've, if I've learned, if I've learned anything in the last year, just be a whore. Corporate giants will. We were talking about it on the on the car ride earlier. Just I like know. you just you don't have to be you know you, you don't have to necessarily sell out to get some rewards for corporate America, right? And uh, so I just like did that. They asked for my address. We'd love to send you some free products. They sent me six free cases. That's in July. So then I get those six free cases. I'm like, holy shit, Light it work. You're done with those. I know. Days, That's dude. what I'm saying. So then, but I'm like, now I'm like, holy shit, you can get their attention. So me and Chris. Twelves too. They they're like twelves. Yeah, they sent me twelves. <laughs> I know. Lacroix still got the twelve. Most stores are down to eight now. Yeah, yeah. no, I got Shrinkflation. the twelve. So the, the the dispatch or the the distribution center's got the twelve. So then I wrote a jingle for LaCroix where I wrapped every single flavor that they have mm-hmm. in one this. song. Yeah, so I, 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 awesome. I made that song in July. And then I lip synced it and I sent it in my Instagram DMs to LaCroix and said, hey, I made this for you guys. I would love it if you could send me more product that I could just populate a shot with and like make you guys a little jingle. I just like, I want to do that. I'd love to do that for you guys. I'd love if you guys put me in a put big budget commercial. Put me in a big commercial. budget commercial is what and I'm saying. Me. And paid me and gave Handsomely. me for LaCroix. Yes. I would love if you guys gave me a lot of money to be the LaCroix boy oh, is yeah, basically yeah. what I said. You never see LaCroix ads. And Right? Dude. So I have such a big, well, I want to be the LaCroix boy, but I also think they should have, um, I should be LaCroix boy and I should have a hawk of some sort and the hawk will swoop down, take LaCroix from other people and bring the LaCroix to me and they'll say, LaCroix! (laughs) (laughs) I thought a lot about this. I thought a lot about this. So anyways, that was in July that I do all that. And then this is last, this is October, this October, I'm in the studio and I get a call from a number I don't know. And it's just call. a call and says, hey, I ha- hello there, uh, Mr. Toby. I have something for you you need to sign for. And I just recently got letters from the IRS saying I owed more money on my taxes. So I, I, I thought like I, need, I thought someone Being was serving served, me yeah. or something like that. I got to do that. that in person. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like served. So I'm like nervous. And 
I say, um, okay, well, my girlfriend's home. Maybe she could sign for it. He goes, okay, that's fine. So I automatically, it's not served. And then I go, what? what is it? And it's very important in the story for me to tell you this man is, uh, has a very thick Indian accent. Mm-hmm. And so he ruffles through some papers and he just goes, uh, it just says here, uh, beverages. And <laughs> yeah. I immediately like, no fucking way. And I'm like, all right, my girlfriend can sign for it. So, I mean, flash forward to my girlfriend's perspective. I'm not there. But this, I mean, this guy, he backs up. He thinks he's going to a, a store. Yeah. He pulls into <laughs> it's a, a pallet. Res- yeah. They gave a you a pallet, pallet of LaCroix. And it's, he you pulls know, up to lift. a residential area. And he pulls <laughs> it in my driveway. driveway. Yeah. And my girlfriend is la- like dying. And she's like laughing so hard. He goes, what is the joke here? And she's like trying to explain this whole saga to this man. Like, my boy, this is a big day for my boyfriend. I can't really explain why, but he's been wanting this for a very long time you can just drop it right here come home from the studio i mean i rush home i say chris i gotta go yeah. rush home <laughs> from the studio over. get there in 10 minutes Song's done and ship it i see this pallet of Lacroix, 540 pounds worth of Lacroix, sitting on my driveway and immediately set up a throne of Lacroix in my living room yeah and like i know you're ro- still working cameras it? huh have you crushed oh no yeah still this shot my basement yet? i got a lot i've worked through about half of it uh, it's honestly starting to give me canker sores on my tongue. I drink so many, like, there's one, I haven't drank a LaCroix, and like, you gave me a bubbly, so this is the first carbonated water I've had in a couple days, actually. Keep that I, on the low. Trying to quit. Dude, I'm like, yeah, now I'm like, now I gotta start, like, drinking booze again. I gotta start, like, yeah, dude, I the whiskey will actually I, yeah, burn the sores exactly. off. Exactly. I need to start drinking alcohol now because the carbonated waters have existed. Much a like you effect. were saying, you wanna, you know, now's your time to, you know, Best rapper in Cleveland, best rapper in Cleveland, go after MGK. I'd watch your back for term to come for the LaCroix boy title, dude. Yeah, I know he's jealous. Yeah, well, listen, man. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> you can take it, man. I don't need <laughs> Heavy like is my the head that wears the there. crown, bro. Yeah. Heavy sorry, is the head. Sore is the tongue. <laughs> sore is the tongue that has the Croix. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been living this life for a minute. I know the vibes. I don't overdo it. I mean, I'll crush a sixer in a sitting. Yeah, I mean, I'll vote Comfortably. Easy. easy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's... What did it for me was I wasn't stopping drinking beer. It was soda. I oh, stopped. Yeah. I cut oh, soda yeah. out of my life. I had already you stopped that car. And before I started drinking Lacroix and I drank soda daily, mm-hmm. I had had Lacroix and I was like, "It's gross. Oh no, it's yeah. flavorless. It's bland. it's not until it's the only thing you have that oh. it becomes yeah. appealing to. And the- now it, to me, it's jam packed with flavor. One Dude, the- right. <laughs> This is like crazy sweet. Like I don't know if this is this bubbly is like artificial. It's just natural no, it's flavor. Just, yeah. Also, this is one of the last flavors of carbonated water I ever tried. It almost felt too boring to just try lemon or I lime. I never go with lemon or lime. And but they're and not bad. Like I bad. hate Sprite. I think it's a terrible tasting drink. But it just in general, it's like this is that to me. Yeah. Like Sprite, I'll take a cola. I'll drink a Coke still. That yeah. that still is satisfying to me. Every time I've had a Sprite in the last 10 years, I'm just like, why did I? This is terrible. Dude. But these, it's like, you know it's better for you also, but I'm like, that's as much. I don't need. Sh- it, when I drink Sprite, it tastes like shitty lime syrup. Like, Dude, it just doesn't taste great. like. This is actually good to me. So now like I get lime me, waters all the time. It's my favorite. Yeah. I literally so felt my. I, well, I, I've been just shotgunning carbonated. I shotgun a Sprite. <laughs> I was pretty high. Uh, it was like within the <laughs> last like, couple months and I shock on a Sprite. I was super high and I shock on a Sprite to just, you know, be the center of attention and I literally had like a, you know, just like an interior panic attack. Nobody knew that I'm freaking out right. but I thought I was like going to go into diabetic shock yeah. like and I like, you know, you think back when you're a kid, you crush five Sprites in a sitting, you know, and I literally had one Sprite. I mean, very quickly, that being said, the shock on the Sprite but had one Sprite and I'm like, I'm going to get fucking diabetes. When I would come home from skateboarding Straight and I was like veins. needed hydration, 
Back then, it would be like this is when like Pep- Pepsi Coke challenges were like what was on TV oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But like, yeah, skip all that. I would take, I would crush one Mountain Dew and then just go right into a second one. Yep. Oh, when yeah. I was like twelve, that was oh, just yeah. that I was would my grab water. Two out of the fridge because the sec. I'm gonna need the second one so soon. There's no point in getting <laughs> no up the second just time. Like getting up, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably it's what not you even gonna use. get you any need, warm. You, it's you probably need the exercise at that point to yes. work off the sugar. But that's like just I need it right now. But yeah, um, I, I, don't, I can't drink soda anymore. It's dude, leave me your address. I'll give you some. I'll send you boys some Lacroix. Let's go. I'll send you some Lacroix for Christmas. So yeah, yeah. Leave me the leave me your addresses, and I'll uh, I'll send it right to you. Pamplemousse was what got me into. I got Pamplemousse. Grapefruit was my my transition into sparkling water. Into sparkling water. That's a good I transition. I only drank grapefruit of any brand. It's a great flavor. It's a good flavor. Yeah, I like the one of the most refreshing in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I like the. And then I war- kind of wore myself out on it, and I hardly ever get grapefruit now. Yeah, it's kind of like the you've well, had that. It's, you know, it's almost like, like we were talking about being it's an old artist. lover, you know. Yeah, yeah. You switch your style. Don't want to pigeonhole right. yourself, yeah, and exactly. you go back and switch it up. It's, it's the MGK formula. <laughs> yeah, it's really. the MGK formula of life of of, of carbonated <laughs> water. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, we're gonna get to some fan questions, but maybe I'll just end on this because it's something we've talked about. I feel like recently, and I sort of feel like we fall into the curmudgeon hole. But we were just talking with the uh, the Icon Hip Hop guys. Uh, we did a podcast with them in Vancouver last week, but the line between like. Uh, like having fun as an artist and like when it feels like work and this thing that we've we all do now we blame code of the friend it's like every song it's it's well, there's an easy way to promote and like just making video con the reels basically the, 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 code like, of the, the code of the friend formula yes and it's like every Subtitles. single uh, me you jarv trop uh, Blake rules. Uh, every single Wax. person. I was scrolling through my we all do that the other now. day. We all make yeah, those yeah. videos. Two videos back to back. Two rapper friends of mine rapping at the camera with subtitles. And I yep. was like, slow zoom too. Yep. The, slow, the slow zoom starting starting wide, and the slow zoom. And one of them had the slow zoom. The other didn't. We've never done the slow zoom. I don't think. I don't know. I'm a big slow zoom. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the slow zoom. Yeah. Maybe we gotta try that <laughs> Maybe out. Maybe we did. Well, basically though, it's like you're somebody who I've seen hustle. Like almost inspired me because you'll do that for like a lot of you know, it's a it's a good promotional piece. It's it's you don't have to make a whole official music video, but it's something that gets traction and you get to like share. But then we started talking about how it's like the more everybody does it, it just it sort of feels like we're all doing the same thing. We all have the same, and that's like not yeah, an yeah. artist thing. And I wanted your opinion on like when, mm-hmm. when it comes to the necessity, which it is a necessity now, and like how do you approach making reels? Because there's there have been times when I'm like, I can't make any more of these fucking things yeah, that I've seen artists like yourself or Jarv or somebody, and they're, they're putting theirs out, and I'm like, why am I being such a fucking bitter bitch about this? Like I just got to play the game. But I also, I have some like moral thing where I'm just like, but do we all want to look alike? Do we all want to promote our song the same look? And it's really just, it's mostly that stationary yeah. lip sync with text. Yeah. Even taking the text off, I think is a big jump towards not looking like everybody else yeah, or yeah, something yeah, where it's like, do, does, do you ever feel that way? Or are you just like subtitles. head down, charge the lane. I got to fucking promote my music. And it does, uh, it does work better than like a graphic, you know? Yeah, it definitely works. It's more engaging than the graphic. For me, it's, uh, I, well, for me, it's just like, it really like lights up the like part of its cre- part of it for sure is like promoting my music, but the other part it like it just like feels good. It feels like I made something. Like yeah. I, I haven't gotten to the point necessarily where um, it feels like a, just like kind of a chore of a. It's not it, even it's, so it's, much that it feels like a chore. It just feels like 
unoriginal. It feels yeah, it like feels I'm doing like, what yeah, I guess I'm supposed to do this because I have a new song. Yeah, right. I the guess more everyone does it, like when are we, there's going to be a point where I think there, there might be a new thing a that replaces it that we all do it. This video today, right? And like, and and I'll see you like by watching your content. It looks like you've like I were you on vacation like with your family in like in Liverpool or something? Yeah, I was in London. And you're using like these cool locations to make sure you get a clip, and I think that's smart. And then there's other places. It looks like you rented out. A, a location, but almost almost for reels shoots and not like the official music video approach to like a yeah like somewhere that has a like an atmosphere, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like you're capitalizing on like everywhere you go and seeking out cool looking places, yeah. and you're doing a great job at it. And then like yeah, it's it's, it's less about the work angle, a little bit though, too. right? Like I don't know, there's like a fine line because so at first it was just like very exciting, and I didn't criticize the like I knew I was doing what everybody else was doing, but. I it was like kind of a like well I'm not doing anything right now so mm-hmm. I might as well like I don't have any original ideas on yeah. how to promote my music so I'm just going to copy what everybody else is doing just to start because better doing something is better than nothing in my you mind you have so to promote it somehow, somehow you can't just exactly. put a song out on Spotify and then just that's it and that's it yeah exactly On and it was next. more fun than me than doing an image like it was I was genuinely having a lot of fun and I, that's partially still true but now I feel like I want to try because like now it's starting to get to the point where I was kind of talking to Seth a little bit in the car earlier how like I feel like I'm like even when I was on my family vacation. I mean, granted, like I think it was cool that I did some fun things in Europe, but like I was on a family vacation, right? And I was looking at the world around me, not in like holy shit, this is a place that I've never been. Maybe we'll never go to again. I don't know if I ever be back to London. And I was seeing the world through the lens of like how can I film internet content? Right, right. And so like, and that really started to feel, am I going to regret this in 20 years? You know, and, but like part of me thinks maybe I, I won't about, because right. like I'll always have like, even if I just made, I, you know, internet content for specifically my release of a song, I'll always have that video. So I will kind of be able to like, remember that in a sense. Cause I'll like, you know, it'll be like, Here, kind of like a picture. Liverpool. Here's Ignoring Liverpool. Ignoring Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> Ignoring Liverpool and doing it, but I can kind of like, you know, it's at least something to kind of commemorate being there. I don't know. It's a fine line between like, I, I, I'm kind of like a little disgusted, not disgusted with myself, but just like a little like feeling kind of icky about myself that like, I'm kind of seeing the world through how do I make content out of this? Yeah. And simultaneously being proud that I'm being a productive, creative person. And I don't know how to like, I don't know. That's too, con- it's, it's a contradiction I kind of hold in my mind. I don't know how I feel on any given day about it. I do think that like moving forward where I think like I would like to go and maybe this is the place to go is trying to like stage it more like a music video. Like, Come up with a cons because this was just like, hey, I'm in front of a telephone booth. Those red things in London. Right, yeah. Let's just do the song that I'm doing now. It has nothing to do with the telephone booth, but let's just do it now. Maybe like finding, like planning out a day, and like I've come up with a concept, very similar to a music video, but it doesn't have to be several shots. It's like uh, I've thought, I've had this thought. You know, often when we do a music video, we kind of just did one today. We were filming today, a yeah, video, yeah. and at the end of a, a music video, it's very normal for us to ask the a videographer if we can get some stills mm-hmm. for promo. Can we get some still shots of us in the clothes that we wore in the video so we can make a thumbnail 
yada 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 or or uh, single for the or art for the single but it it could be a good idea to when you do a video shoot to put it as part of the plan for the day can we shoot some reels can we shoot some reels of this, this verse? isn't for the actual edit of the video but yeah. it's still on the set i'm still in the wardrobe it's still and you filmed plotted nice. that on your day like you we set only need 30 seconds your, yeah you set aside your day already too right to make a music video that day so why not at least do be as productive but when it's every single day how do i make a new reel that's yeah. where it starts to feel like i'm a product you know i'm a i'm working for the corporate giants of instagram i'm I do think there's going to be a point where all of us are one at a time where that style is going to go away. And it might not be anytime soon, but I do feel like the other artists are going to start realizing that we're all doing the same thing to promote all of our music, no matter how different it sounds. And at one point as an artist, do we feel like, all right, I got to stop doing what everyone else is doing because that's not why I got into this shit. This shit is going to be like hammer pants. (laughs) <laughs> like 20, 20 years from yeah, now, people yeah. are going to see a video like that and be like, oh my God, that's fucking so 2020. Yeah, we're going to do more of them, as will everybody. But at a certain <laughs> yeah. point, I've like, even when I promote clips from the podcast, I've stopped putting the text on them because one, it's just like, it's, it takes two. It's, dude, it's so easy to make a, a, oh, a yeah. promo clip and then doing all of that just takes time takes that I'd a rather. Long time. Fuck it, it's retarded. That being said, <laughs> I did just book, I did just book, as I said this to you when you showed up at the coffee shop earlier, I just booked a birthday party for a woman who is deaf and she is a huge fan of my music. I'm playing a 30 minute set for her birthday yeah! party wow. and she loves my music and she loves my music. Because she never heard it. Last she time, just reads the subtitle. She's going to be like, yeah! what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's dude. She's getting an ASL interpreter for her birthday party for me to do a 30 minute set. The, so, you know, the subtitles, you know, we had this conversation. <laughs> and ignore the deaf community. <laughs> We had this conversation last week, and my very words were, I I don't make music for deaf people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, deaf people, but for my whole life, music just wasn't for you, or you have to find a way to enjoy it unlike the way everyone else enjoys it. It's okay to say this, too, because they're not going to hear it. Exactly. Um, I don't know. And this man's giving himself carpal tunnel, putting subtitles on our videos just so he can look like everybody else. I'm against it. Yeah, no, I mean, I I was... the, the normalization of the uh, ASL person on the side of the stage, I, I, cool. I like progress, but it annoys me a little bit. Yeah, I want that job. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know me. ASL, but I Did want that job. The, there was a guy who faked it. No, but that's so funny. And the people who put on the thing, like they don't know American Sign Language. Yeah. So they didn't know that oh, it, was, it wasn't until the, the, the performance where the crowd like, was just like, "This guy's full of shit. <laughs> this guy's not saying." Uh, anything. I want that guy's job. I want to be. The, I want to be the guy who was fraud. <laughs> who was the fraud ASL? So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, uh, it's like I'm not trying to be heartless about it, but it's like my whole life, music was made for people who can hear. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep doing it that way. And I also am a huge fan of like, I mean, we all grew up with rap music that you had. If you were a fan of rap music, if you were a fan of thing, you had to listen. My brother over and over again to decipher. I would put on like Big L, and my brother would be like, "He's talking too fast. I don't like it." I'm like, like, "Well, that's you gotta build the ear for it. You gotta like learn how to hear everything that he's saying so that you can decipher it in in time. And some of it's fine to like." 
I didn't hear that punchline until the tenth time I heard this yeah, song, yeah. and I was like, "Oh!" I liked when you used to be able to find the the lyrics in the fucking thing in the the front of the CD, yep. and I'd go look at. So I like still learning the words and stuff, but it's almost like we're trimming our songs down to these thirty second snippet portions, and like sometimes people, even if they like it, they don't go seek it out in full form beyond that. So your reel might do well, but you can your only hope yeah. that the the song does that well and stuff. So I don't know. It's just an interesting phenomenon where like. It's almost yeah. counterproductive to what you're supposed to be as an artist. As soon as all of your, at least promotional material at this point, it's it's starting to be a, a, a copy paste of what, not just some other people. It's like, we're all doing it. Oh, we're yeah. all and doing it. And comedy, somebody's going to have to step back. Same thing in stand-up comedy. The worst part is that oh, they're yeah, yeah. censoring the fucking words. They're like, comics are saying fuck, Dude, and they put fudge on, on the text. And I'd be that like, too. what are well, we Well, I do it, too, because I know that it's the thing. You or know, it'll I, be like I, the, yeah. the little emoji with the fucking yeah, I do exclamation it point, question mark, pound sign over the mouth. We just turn into, like, just assholes. And, like, I've thought about just doing that. Because, I, dude, I'll watch videos where I don't click the sound because I'm a human, too. and I see, So I'm, like, reading a joke, and I, I'm not even listening to him. Like, I should really just make videos where, like, I'm I, the text is not what I'm saying. Uh, it should just all be different yeah, and so maybe funny. you should double down and say everything is a fucking gay retard and they're like what What? Are I can't believe what I'm reading right That's now so funny. Turn the sound and then out. I'm it's... not saying anything offensive <laughs> where it's like you just start wanting to like tinker with the system because I'm fucking sick of this right. but let's let's throw a wrench in these gears somebody we're like I don't know it, it works and that's the thing and it's like you can't make an, a big budget official music video for every song but we're making more songs than we can make video they promotional were, yeah. content that gets the reach so now we're in this weird like holding pattern of like what who's going to figure out the next thing that does work that's different that's finally different you know for three years now we've all been copying i mean follow the leader you know yeah it's fact the code of the friend uh you know what's like a thing that i think is like the best thing tiktok ever did and that I'm upset. So I'm very upset that Instagram and TikTok have gone to this like lip syncing. I mean, I do it all the time. I'm not going to say I don't do it. <laughs> but like the lip syncing to camera is like the standard. And I think what like used to be cool about TikTok, and I do some still now, are those open verse challenges where it's live. That's where I think maybe it could go that I think would still be cool. Yeah. And like, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I believe that Jar when Jarv does his little promotional videos, like I imagine Jarv's that's the man. live audio. I mean, yeah. Jarv is yeah, the Jarv's one the dude I know. Who's not doing what everyone else does to promote his stuff? He does yeah. that first of all. Yes, he does. Okay, then he is, and I just didn't see. <laughs> is it. he lip syncing? And those I'm pretty sure. Does? I thought he was doing. Uh, no, no, no. He, the, he, he does puts both. The subtitles. He does both. Okay, well, but yeah. we've all but tried to do the same thing. He writes a new rap and performs it live for yeah. the camera. Mm -hmm. About it's amazing. the thing that he just—it's amazing. That he's, the tour he's so got I, coming up, or the thing he's got coming. Yeah, exactly. And it's live, so that's where I think maybe and the and it's very oh, hip hop. It's oh, it's hip hop as shit. Very talented artist. Jarv, we it's, love, we love you. <laughs> you're the only one. You're the only one listening to this. Uh, but no, I think maybe that's like if I was gonna say, like something that I would hope it would change, is at least the it could be live. Even if you took the same format and you yeah. just put some fucking life into it, because that's where it feels like the lifeness comes worth where I'm lip syncing. Yeah. If I had, I mean, part of it's just because I'm lazy and do not. I don't have my. I just don't want to fucking set up my laptop in a. In, a, in an outdoor area with an interface and everything and just like deal with that. But like, I think adding a live element, even if you're promoting the same song, do the verse, but do it live into a camera. I think it'd be think interesting be if, if Instagram and TikTok, I guess TikTok you can do long videos, but uh, Instagram specifically, it's a 90 second limit on reels. And if they doubled that, that's the only thing stopping a lot of artists probably from making entire official music videos filmed 
portrait mode like that instead yeah. of landscape mm-hmm. for YouTube, where it's like there's people that are doing that. When I put out my song Legends earlier this year, I made two like little edited together snippets with yeah. the words on them and stuff. And then I realized when I was making these two small pieces, I was like, I was like one recording of the hook away from making an entire music video for this short song mm-hmm. that I could have put on reels, but it would be in two halves or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Even when I made Dead House, I did the version for YouTube and a phone version for TikTok and Instagram, but you can't post the whole thing. It's like you can only post half because the song's three minutes and mm-hmm. you've got a 90 second limit where it's like, I think if they, if they extend that, you'll just, and, and maybe that'll change something for me where it's like, at least you're giving them the whole piece of content as well. Yeah. And, and then maybe you take the text movie. off, give them the whole song in a cool, now I'm watching an actual music video on my phone and I can get on board with that. Yeah. And it's not going to look like everything shortened down plus text that everyone's doing. But anyways. I absolutely agree with the um, idea that anything that's done live, those duet things. Those, dude, I love the duets. Uh, I think I've never been, that got me good, so good at writing. It's way less depressing than the just formulaic lip syncing with the subtitles. Yeah. Even if it's a new song of ours, play the beat to the new song. I'll rap the first live to the camera. Yeah, I think that's just, there's that's something. That's not as terrible as as just doing what everyone else is doing. Exactly, and it just feels like some fucking, yeah, when you're just lip syncing and doing it, I feel like the soul is out of it. Um, we're going to have to switch over to the Patreon, but thank you, Toby, Dude. for joining us. Real pleasure, boys. This we, yeah, we didn't even talk about it much, but we were you know, working together today on a yeah, video, we, an actual video, a full-form video for a song that yeah. we have uh, coming out pretty soon, yeah, first thing January. in the new year. Um, so stay tuned for that. And I uh, do have one last question. Yeah, what's oh, up? go ahead. Did that fart ever come back? Uh. Hell <laughs> 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 ah, Let's go! <laughs> Woo! Woo, baby! Yeah. We did it. As soon yeah. as you asked that, I just realized, I'm like, oh, I just let a silent one go, dude. Uh. Try to be respectful. <laughs> we could have all gone out on some Man, gas. I felt it actually probably like... It's not, it's not there. There it is. No, he's coming. <laughs> wow. <was> that, <laughs> wow. <laughs> We'll get him again. Toby thought that our promo uh, was actually my ass. Yeah, I thought it was really his boss. I mean, Everyone oh, wait, thought I it was actually We my are ass. pros. Oh, no, actually, if I squeeze no, too hard, oh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, it was a little shit. Well, thank you. Toby Raps, everybody. Oh, thank if you're you so unfamiliar, much, get familiar. Uh, and yeah, we have a song coming out in the new year. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> uh, Toby, is there anything you'd like to promote, shows, music, uh, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I guess this, the promotion would probably be just the fact that I have a song coming out with these boys at the beginning of the new year. Uh, it's called Gray. It's about seasonal depression. And I uh, recently have a, uh, a hip-hop group called the Sandwich Boys that are... Uh, I make strip club music, so... Yeah! <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> boys spelled B-O-I-Z, obviously. Obviously. Um. Yeah, I guess. I guess we should read it through our shows. This is probably the last podcast of the year because Christmas and New Year's all fall on our fucking recording day in the next couple weeks, and it's the holidays, you guys. So uh, everybody enjoy, and we'll be back shortly. We we filmed this one too. I don't know if I'm gonna get it up in time, but uh, follow uh, TPS Sports Podcast on YouTube. Um, we might be putting some more back catalog Patreon stuff there going into the new year and making the patreon content more accessible in general it's going to start our next episode starting first thing next year slash in two weeks next month um all levels of patreon can get the uh the patreon podcast episodes and um you don't have to listen on patreon you can sync your spotify to it you can sync it to apple podcasts or, or most apps whatever apps you know most of our listeners i think use spotify so uh sign on up and we're gonna start uh i don't know releasing some of the the back catalog on the public channels too as we move forward but uh, in the meantime 
TBS Sports Podcast at Gmail, 708-797-3079. We'll do some fan questions on the Patreon episode. I had some pulled up, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to chat with our boy, dude. We're just trying to get some chats. Just trying in. to hang, guys. Um, I checked the P.O. box. Like an idiot. Today. And it just looks like Santa ain't bringing the Palmer Squares anything <laughs> this year. Give uh, Give Toby the PO box for the yeah. I'll put, yes. uh, I'll make a LaCroix. That actually is where you could send them. Yeah, I'll fit. I'll, I'll get the Lacroix just shoved into that PO box. Um, loose. So we have one more show this year on December twenty eighth. Uh, in Chicago at the Cubby Bear with Mike Pinto. Get your tickets for that. We'll see everybody there. Hell that's yeah. uh, that's how we're gonna close the year out. And then next year we are going on the road with our mutual pal. Pals, Tropodelic. Uh, starting in February, we're going to Bloomington, Illinois yeah! on February 22nd. And then from there, the Appleton shows sold out. Yeah! Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah! Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah! Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah! Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah! Springfield, Missouri. Yeah! Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah! Wichita, Kansas. Yeah! Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah! And Des Moines, oh, Iowa. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, get, th- that's all in February and March next year. Um, and that's what's happening next. Yeah. Um, P.O. Box, by the way, is the Palmer Square is 47772. Did you not say that part? I didn't get to it. Okay. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Send Please, for the love of God, gift me something. Um, lump of coal. Somebody send a lump of coal to our P.O. That'd Box. That'd be funny. It won't get here in time. but um, Outro song. I was going to let a Mr. Toby Raps pitch something if you have anything in mind our song yeah, comes no. out next month but yeah, is there I anything think. else you'd want to end with you get the, uh, the pick yeah, last, yeah. No, last I pick got of the it. year uh, last pick of the year we're going to go with Sandwich Boys it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be yeah, 80,085 yeah, 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 can I can I send this to you how, can I, how oh I, so this isn't out yet this is an exclusive yeah it's an exclusive how always I, rocking that this ain't out yet but this yeah, ain't about yeah, that yeah, yeah, send it yeah. to the Palmer Squares at gmail.com and uh, we'll, we'll end we're in the show with it alright 80,085 yeah I'll plug it in after the fact let's go um um, well, thanks once again, Toby, and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We love you, everybody. And we are still going to do one more episode on Patreon, so patreon.com slash Squares. Come on over. Come on over, baby. Yes! And that's how we're going out, you guys. Uh, what do they say? Kill money! Please. Spend money. Don't stare at Spend money. Tip. Spend money. Spend money. Spend money. 80,085, No sex in the back room for you, but me, I'm right inside. Hunters fly, I need a trash bag to pick it up. Spent so much money that the bouncers even let me top. Stay before the answer, how I'm throwing 30 G's with the club clothes, yo. They don't even make me leave. I'm popping bottles with models just like they just won the lotto. Cause you know me and all my homies gon' spend. So grab your ankles with your waist. She got an ass like a motherfucking landfill And she liked to drop it from the top like an anvil She started twerking, got the whole club jumping I fell in love, so I spent another hundred I got titties on the left of me and titties on the right Hit the titty club so I could be with titties all night Lot of bad stuff going on, titties alright I don't want beef, let's be talking about a titty fight 
living the life and up to the hype. Tipping stripper, sipping gin on ice. I said hip hop, the hip hop titties every night a different city. Call it rappers delight. I got so many hoes phone numbers. If I had the ballpark, it maybe eighty thousand eighty five. She got my bank account hanging from a waistline, popping champagne and she taking her time. Eighty thousand eighty five, eighty thousand eighty five, eighty thousand eighty five, eighty thousand.